All right, hello everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is the fifth and final squad pass of the uh, squad pass squad pod of the uh, 2023 Six Nations. Mikey, you ready for it? Oh, I was born for this. Smashing. There's uh, no Ed with us unfortunately tonight, so uh, just the two of us. Um, I'm sure there's a song in that somewhere. Before we kick off, though, <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter at FLRugbyPod. You can email us on ForbiddenLoveRugby at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at RJJBlueAndBlack. And how do the people find Mikey? So, Mikey S. Harris, all lowercase. Don't know if it matters. Excellent. Right. Shall we provide our listeners with an overview of this team? I think we should. Lovely. So, compared with last week, 13 unchanged. 10 changes, of which four have been parachuted into the starting 15 from outer space. Madness. Uh, two have been promoted from the bench to the starting 15. Mm-hmm. Two have been promoted to the bench from the wider squad. And two have dropped from the starting 15 to the bench. Everybody with me so far? I, th- I think we're about caught up there, I think. Don't quote me on <laughs> that, but I think we're about there with you. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, th- I think it's good to put all these things in context, yeah. right? Because, like, yeah, I mean, I, I when I looked at the squad first, I mean, I looked very, very brief for the first, uh, uh, the 15, very brief look. I thought, oh, that's looking quite, quite all right. Like, it's looking reasonably strong. And, like, you know, this, mm. but then again, there were some absolute shocks. I mean, like, I think um, Alan Wynn being there, uh, Aaron Wainwright, no less. And yeah. uh, that said, I've, I've got some. I've got some pet theories on this. Yeah, and j- j- just b- before uh, that sent the partnership. Uh, <laughs> Pivactastic. Oh. I, um, yeah, all over it. So I think, shall we, I, before we go through the players one by one and say if we agree or disagree, uh, shall we, I guess, go through the notable inclusions yeah, first? Yeah, I think so. Um, for me, that would be Zamit coming in at fullback, oh, I, I think, like- for the I, I'm first time the Six Nations. Yeah, um, but he came on fullback last week yeah. against it's a bit starting. Yeah, um, since Argentina back in the autumn, but uh, yeah, I like that. I, I'm I'm much a fan of um, of Zamet going to fullback. I think um, like uh, Warren Gatland said in the in media outlets today, uh, there's not a lot of depth at fullback in Wales, and he's right. He's absolutely spot on with it, um, and. The three quarter itself, as a whole, is is looking quite quite depthy at the minute. I think if you look around the regions, mm. um, like Owen Lane is is been on fire of late. Um, yeah. Keelan Giles is carving up, and you know, Ryan Combier is 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 doing his thing in the Scarlets, and he's impressing week in week out. So and that's uh, that's before you even talk about Ashton. Right? Exactly, yeah. And there's other other guys there, like and you know before the the, the guys in in the squad. This that's that's been named as well. So it's yeah. You know, you would like to think uh, there's there's boys outside the squad who would do just as good a job. Hey, and don't, and don't forget Sam Cross kicking his heels with his two caps over in wider Australia. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, other notable inclusions, and I guess in a brand new centre partnership of North and Tompkins. I'll let you do this round. Yep. Uh, Bigger comes back at ten. I think I think you can call that a notable inclusion, as you can Alan Wynn coming back in at lock. Yeah. But I think the biggest surprise is Aaron Wainwright at blindside. Yeah, not featured for. <laughs> Most of Pivac's reign, and for the last four games of the Six Nations. And yeah, he feels like 
he's been in the wilderness a bit, doesn't he? Yeah, but he's been carving up for the dragons, particularly mm. sort of over the last over this this Six Nations period. Whether yeah. you know, we we don't know what conversations go on behind closed doors to the wider squad. Whether Gatlin's had a word and said, "Go away, but back to the dragons and 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 keep fit, and we'll and, and we'll have a look at you by the end." Like, but we don't know. It it yeah. it, it, it seems a bit sort of. Yeah, from the wilderness, he's spot on there, Reese, and um, mm. like great, great for Warren, uh, for, for Aaron Wainwright, Wainwright, of course. Like, and you know, um, that back row looks like a on its day, uh, hard pressed to, yeah. to say world class on their day. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, during Wainwright's breakthrough season. Which you, you would have said was the 2019 World Cup. Definitely, you couldn't you, you couldn't see beyond him. No. at one point. No. Um, all right. So before we go through this 23 one by one, uh, just quickly on the notable exclusions, uh, Liam Win- Williams appears to have picked up an injury. Uh, the Grady the Grady and Hawkins centre partnership apparently has been banged up into oblivion and they're having a week off. And Jack Morgan's rolled an ankle. Oh uh, yeah, that uh, that's that's a pretty. Tough one to come back from that is. I mean, all the strapping in the world and all the tramadol in the world. I don't think will help that much. But I've I've also got a pet theory about that, which um, mm, is it? Ooh, I like them. Yeah. And uh, um, what were the other two said before? Good question. Let me go back. To <laughs> I've navigated away from them. Uh, so yeah, Liam Williams injured. Yeah, banged up centre part. Oh, yes. of Gradient yeah, Hawkins they, has been disbanded. Yeah, they've they've had a bat and hammering like haven't they? To be fair to them, they've yeah. they've, they've played four four good games and uh, they they've showed up. And yeah, I think so. I mean, in some cases, you can suggest with like the the the, the missed tackles, maybe they've been found out as well. But in some areas, yeah. but um, they they're on their first handful of caps. I mean. You, you, that's going to happen. I'm almost certain they'll come good. I feel like they've got yeah, nice yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, all right, then let's do this. Uh, so we we've sort of covered Louis Rees-Samit. He'll be on his 25th cap if he takes to the pitch on Saturday. Uh, promoted from the bench replaces Liam Williams, who, as we say, is injured, so dropped out altogether. And yeah, I think we've covered Louis. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're excited to see him from fullback. I, I, I think France are probably smart enough that they won't kick to him too often mm. and I think also they're skillful <laughs> enough in the centres that they might not even need to kick yeah um, again Gatland saying earlier today uh, France kicked 40 odd times and um, I mean they would be almost um, naive to put so much towards uh, Zamet when he got such a turn of pace and such a step, um, he just like the the French three quarter with it with the pace and and the, and the footwork. I think he's probably a match for him. So maybe that's that selection is sort of a nod France's way to say, oh, hang on now, hang on now, uh, Demac and and Ramos, keep keep your boots to yourself, kind of thing. Yeah, I I, I do feel like um, Fico and Dante. Being distributed to from yeah. Dupont and then to Mac, no, don't necessarily need to be chasing kicks. They could probably be passing their way through our oh, centre. Yes, yes, quite comprehensively. We might see some nice rugby. <laughs> uh, Which way though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh Adams will be on forty-nine caps. Uh, he's been a constant basically throughout this yeah. tournament. Been quiet. Uh, yeah, he's he's doing well. He's doing good, unlike any. I mean, uh, a game where he's. Where he has his mark on the game from from the off, 
Yeah, uh, it sounds like a cliche, but it's a good opportunity for him to yeah. put it right. Yeah. And if you can't get fired up for France in Paris, then... And then I think from the Grand Slam video of of old, I think uh, I think they'll enjoy themselves in Paris in the night, whatever happens. Yeah, Quit, sure win, lose, or draw. Yeah. Uh, right, so uh, George North, promoted from the bench, replaces Mason Grady, who's dropped out altogether. Uh, just attrition, by the sounds of it. Yeah. Uh, I, well, we were talking on Monday night as if George North at 13 was over. Yeah. And what is he yeah. bloody no. <laughs> that's that's what exactly what I thought when I seen it first. Like you saw, we we we've covered this, and it's it's never going to happen. We're in Gatlin's head yep. now, clearly. And uh, yeah. <laughs> from from the from I'll the, show those two. Yeah, from, from the yeah from the from the Joe Hawkins at the ten debate. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think this is like I think again Gatlin's gone in to see. Uh, there's there's probably about eight players who were playing their last Six Nations, and maybe this um this end the partnership is the last roll of the dice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, look, George North has been a hell of an athlete. Yeah, um, I don't know if his head knocks when he was playing in England sort of slowed his trajectory down a bit. You've you've got but, to look at it really as as it because he he had so many concussions playing for Northampton. Like, and yeah. you know, I mean, uh, a lesser player would have knocked it on the head and said, "Look, my my health comes first. But interesting choice of words there, Mikey. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> knocked it on the head. Ooh, right. I didn't. I didn't pick up. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't notice. I didn't. No, I didn't. Um, I will say North. If I think back to his highlights, really, he's had some good games in Paris. So there was that, like we talked about on Monday, that lost cause kick he chased uh, and managed to go past Uge. Who yeah, was on a stinker. Oh, night. horrible and game! Horrible game. I think there was the game then in 2015 where his dad stormed the pitch yeah. after he scored a try. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, George North in Paris in the rain does seem to be a, a good shout. So hopefully it is pissing down. Yeah, but uh, if it was the wing, yeah. I'd say fair enough. Like you know, yeah. And like when yeah. he came when he came on against um, Italy on the wing, he just looked more himself. He didn't look. Seems like he's more confident there, doesn't he? Yeah, well, he's had ninety odd caps on the wing. You would be, wouldn't you? <laughs> and, yeah, and, and Lions caps there as well. So, like, you know, yeah. he's, and giving old uh, George, uh, not George Gregan, to us a long time ago. Um, oh, was, was it Falau? It wasn't Falau. He picked Falau up, didn't he? That's what I thought you were getting at. No, what was it? Um, oh, scrum off uh, Australia. Oh, it's going to bug uh, me now. Oh, what's his name? Yeah. Him. Don't yeah. ask me questions. I haven't made notes about on the yeah, card. Uh, it's dangerous territory. <laughs> you gave him the the, the old uh, finger, didn't he? Um, oh, oh yes, he, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, Genya. Yeah, well, Genya, that's him. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I remember there were a few at the time. I think he was still a Scarlets player, and there were a few Scarlets fans on the Glad Rugby forum trying to make excuses for him, saying that he was pointing to where he wanted to score the try, or where, where, he, he wasn't. He was no. absolutely fucking gloating. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bad form, George. Right then, so somebody who else has been parachuted into the 23, replacing Joe Hawkins, who drops out altogether, again, banged up, is Sir Nicholas of Tompkins, Mikey. I, 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 the only reason for this is because Joe, um, Kieran Williams, a pull up with a groin injury playing for the Ospreys. That's it, that's it. That's, that's it. What, that's, what... <laughs> that's it. Game over for I me. Think, I think you might be right. I mean, we'll come on after this list to players we think 
will be feel hard done by the by the amount oh. of time they've had. Yeah, and, and yeah, like, you might be right there reading between the lines. I didn't notice. I didn't hear about his injury. Yeah, he said a, um, a, groin, a groin injury playing for the Ospreys in the fallow week. Uh, it looked to be as if that sort of it was that one week to send a few boys home to get a bit of game time, yeah. and you know, Kieran Williams have, have fallen foul to that, which is really unfortunate because I think he's been selected ahead of Kieran uh, of Joe Hawkins in the Ospreys, and yeah. you know, other yeah. you read around it and sort of uh, Joe Hawkins wasn't even near starting for the Ospreys; he was third, fourth It'll in be line. Interesting to see what happens now after the Six Nations, yeah. like come Judgment Day, who's going to. Be- Assuming everyone's fit, who's going to be yeah. Osprey's start in twelve? That will be really well. Impressive. Like, what's that chat going to be between? Is there going to be a chat? Do they chat um, Gatland and Toby Booth? Oh, like, almost certainly. Yeah, and but, but but are they all on the same page? Like, oh, I mean, almost we, certainly not. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, it's like, how do the Ospreys want to play, and how do Wales look to play? I mean, you, you've got Kieran Williams there, who's busting through. Busting through. I mean, let's hope Kieran Williams is fit for the uh, Saracens game. That's going yeah, to be yeah. one hell of a dust up at twelve. Totally, I mean, totally. Joe, t- I, I've, I've, I've also been wondering: could you feasibly see? I see. I, I could see Kieran Williams going out to thirteen at some point. It's not an, in a sort of cuts and angle Tom Shanklin style thirteen. I think he's too abrasive for that. I think he's that more of a Scott Gibbs kind of. Mm. Um, frame kind of sort of potentially not the pace for a third yeah perhaps. um not of the moment like, but like i said not at the moment maybe and maybe there is an option because i think he slipped out there to 13 for the ospreys once or yeah. twice and you know done himself no harm whatsoever awesome so um again he's, he's stuck then with dyer it's, it's a nippy it's a rapid back three isn't it yeah i i got a lot of time for dyer i think he's slowly going to force himself force his way in and i think it's going to be a case of like when he plays, I've not not noticed his last couple of games. It, it plays as if he's like, as if he's got a point to prove and force himself in. And every time he, he like with with that try against Italy, the obviously it was a lucky bounce. Don't get me wrong, great vision from Reese Webb, but he's he's playing like he's fighting for it. Well, it's something we didn't actually mention on the pod on Monday, but I remember Ed and Ed and I were like gushing over how. When he chased that kick, as Reese Webb was connecting with it, Dyer was already jogging yeah. backwards as if to receive a kick, and then he realised, "Oh, fuck, this is on." Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, he'd, he'd already, you know, he, if he'd got there a bit earlier, yeah. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, you know, <laughs> incredible. Um, okay, so then uh, twenty fifteen called, and it wants its halfback <laughs> partnership back. <laughs> We've got uh, Reese Webb and Dan Bigger. Oh. Uh, so Dan Bigger's parachuted in from out of nowhere. Owen Williams drops the bench, and they've stuck on Reese Webb. I like it, but it also feels a bit like a vets game. I again, again, yeah. With with, with Webb, I think he forced himself in again after last weekend. Um, personally, I'd have stuck with Owen Williams at ten. I think that's got more legs going forward. And but the three of them. None of them are in the spring of their careers. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, and I suspect Bigger might also be the one who Gatland was alluding to not playing any more Six Nations well, games. Well, yeah, yeah, like you said, there's eight of them there. I think we're looking at mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, definitely five, maybe six. Like, but yeah, I, I we've talk, I've, I've made this a talking point for later, but I, right. I feel like there's four definites and four mm. maybes in this twenty-three. Yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah, I, I, yeah, I hope they go well. I mean, if anybody's got the experience and the the dog, yeah, or course, do well in France, in Paris, in a basically a lost cause, it's Dan Bigger. Yeah, and he's he's playing there as well, isn't he? He's playing in France on the reg, and yeah. up against them boys and boys similar week in week out. He's gonna. As a as a ten, I think that that that's worth its weight in gold. That experience alone. I mean, you've only been out there for a short period of time, but is it is rugby experience yeah. and acumen speaks for itself. Yeah, right. So no changes in the front row. Uh, Win Jones, Ken Owens, and Tom Francis. Um, I, I guess fine. Yeah, it looks to me like they they again looking to try and bring the the scrummaging heft. Do you think that'll pan out? Yeah, it's. I think you've got to look at the front five if you're thinking it's scrummaging heft. Um, it, it, it does delve a bit deeper than just the front row, but I mean, if you're looking at sort of th- that that three-on-three three challenge, I mean, when Jones is going to have his work cut out against Uni Antonio yeah, who is in a massive, massive way. And, you know, he's, yeah. he's a huge a huge man himself. Like, And you know, when, when Jones does give away a little bit in height, but I think as a... As a as a loose head, speaking with loose head's experience, uh, <laughs> being being a bit smaller a frame can come in handy sometimes against a particularly large, tall and wide tight head. But uh, we'll uh, we'll have a look at that in uh, on Saturday as well. Yeah. So the the referee is Nick Berry of Australia. I wonder if uh, he's already got a little poster of Antonio on his wall. Because yeah, <laughs> it, it does happen. I mean, Geffen Jenkins similarly suffered, didn't he? Where all of a sudden referees decided he wasn't any good at scrummaging, and yeah, you could argue it cost him a few caps. Potentially, yeah. I mean, you become sort of unpopular, like, and then mm. that that does, I think, sort of um, have an impact on selection, uh, be it initially in the squad and later on for the starting 15s and wider 23s but um, it's definitely um, something to think about it's in the ref's mind it's in the coach's mind and it's in Mm. the wider coaching team's mind things like that yeah I wonder if uh, we'll see any more chip and chases from Thomas Francis this week as well I haven't found that yet. <laughs> have you not? So I, I did have did it confirmed by, by somebody earlier that that actually happened. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to go back and have a look at that. It's got to be on YouTube. It's got to be a 30-second clip or something I, like I that. Feel like, I feel like it's in the first half. I don't know what yeah. he was thinking because it, like it wasn't like Wales were chasing the game or anything. Well, it's, it's not... A, I, don't, I don't even think it was a penalty advantage. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not unheard of for Welsh props to be putting book the ball in open play. Uh, we can go back as far as Darren Morris way, way back in the day. <laughs> Chip and chase. I think he was for the for Wales against the Barbars and yeah. or the, the Barbars <laughs> against Wales it might not be I, something like that and it's like wow this guy has got it all not only can he scrummage he can kick yeah. and all I, it's uh, Wales are redefining front row players absolutely from that. we're going from uh, we've, we've stuck we've stuck with Adam Beard which I think we all thought would happen yep uh, and he has brought Alan Wynn in uh, to replace Dav Jenkins who drops to the bench yeah um, I think you know, heart of hearts, we always knew that was going to happen. With, um, if not experience alone, it's. I think that's it. Is not experience alone. With you and I, always thought it would happen in our heart of hearts. Yeah. Ed on the other hand did not. 
<laughs> and and I've yeah, yeah. I've got I've got I've got our selections here and Ed Ed stuck with Jenkins and uh, Beard and Davis. Yeah, and and you can understand why, like, because the way David Jenkins played last weekend, and when he's uh, played throughout the rest of the Six Nations, he's he showed up more to, more in the early game, but maybe there was more chance for him to show up. Like, but I think. <sighs> You, you kind of arm is twisted sometimes as a coach due to the nature of the game that's coming up. I was going to also ask, do you think there's a hint of emotion about this? It's, this will be Alan Wynne Jones' last six games. Yeah, game. yeah. Um, I, does Gatland, is Gatland just giving him that? Because if you look, if you think about it, he probably had his last Six Nations game in the Principality Stadium against England. Yeah, I suppose he didn't. Um, he didn't need to play against Italy. You were going to find out nothing. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. there's nothing much more to find out about Alan Wynne. He's had 150 plus caps. Like, I'll tell you exactly what it oh. is. It's 157. Oh, closer to 150. <laughs> so it'll be 158 now. Come. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like Gatland's done him a solid there. And oh yeah, like, yeah. This is it's your last Six Nations game. Go for it. Yeah, and we may see like a vintage Alan Wynne. Yeah. Now then. Possibly the most eye, uh, eyebrow-raising mm. selection choice. Aaron Wainwright, having not played a minute in this Six Nations, is parachuted straight into the 23. Starting lineup, replacing Jack Morgan, who, as we said, has rolled his ankle. Now then, do you know my theories? Yes, please. There's a few things going on here. <laughs> <laughs> so number one, I believe Gartland when he said, well, look, Shinza wasn't picked against Italy, so we sent him home. He's got exams to do. Yeah, we didn't think we were going to pick him for France, so there was no point bringing him out. I mean, so I, I buy all that. Yeah, that's, fine. And that's pure Gatland. You've, 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 yeah, we've seen him before saying like, you know, if people are not happy, if players are not happy, yeah, it's, it, they, they, they're not used to the squad. Yeah. So yeah. it's that's so, the, the wider, right. the, the wider well-being, and you know, obviously it's an important time, but for for Christchurcher as well, like sort of, you know, yeah. we, we we've been there, you know, we know what it's yeah. that that that's like, and yeah. Now, the second part of my theory is this. Jack Morgan was going to start this game. Always was going to. Mm-hmm. Until he rolled his ankle. <laughs> at this point, at this point, you can't bring Shinza back up and be like, no. right, sorry, but having said we're not going to mess you around, yeah. we're not going to mess you around. Yeah. Keep, bring him back. Pick it back on the bus, buddy. So, so by default, <laughs> it's got to be Wainwright. I mean, who else, who else was there? I mean, you, you could have tried um, two brigade six and put Raffle at seven. Mm. <laughs> There's that option, but then you know for an out and out six. I mean, Shunza looks to yeah. be that out and out yeah. six. And if you're looking to swap a like for like Jack Morgan's not necessarily a six. He is more of a seven. I think the the, yeah. the chat from the Wales camp is they want him playing seven, and maybe that's a nod to where Tubrick's future lies or doesn't lie, as the case may be. Now, while I'm like, excited to see Wainwright, mm. and I I do sort of back him to yeah. do well. I, I kind of feel like this isn't Gatland having a look at Wainwright. I feel like he just didn't have another choice. Now, the the other thing is I also read a quote which said, um, do, 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 do. where's it gone, where's it gone, where's it gone? Yeah, Jack Morgan rolled an ankle in training. Somebody fell on it. <laughs> now then, <laughs> was that somebody Aaron Wainwright? Well, we don't know. Did he, did he we, create we, this opportunity <laughs> for himself? <laughs> oh, for the record, that's a joke. <laughs> it's the old adage is you've got to make your own luck, haven't you? <laughs> you, you do. But yeah, I, I hope that's not too bad for yeah. Morgan because, uh, like I say, Osprey's got some important games yeah, coming up. Speedy recovery. Um, it's, it's a shit way to end what's been a pretty good tournament. Yeah. 
for, for Morgan. So hopefully it's just a little bit of a roll, a little bit of a rest. Yeah, and get himself fit for that Osprey's Saracens game because uh, much I, I I think I think him and Kieran Williams are gonna take half a two gonna take half a Tompkins arm each. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. Right then. Uh Justin Tipurek again, that's another sticker. Uh yeah. he's, he's I think he's improved since some questionable performances earlier on. Yeah, um he's he's quieter than normal, I think. He's not doing anything particularly flash. No. But I think he's getting around. It's it's the unseen, like any which is which is what he's been what he's been about, unless he's kicking from his own half, of course against Montpellier, then that's different gravy. But and this in France as well, so like you know we could see that French player come out of him. I think so. I'm back in Tipperick for fifty twenty two, all day, every day. Yeah, every day. And then uh, gotta give a shout out to uh, Falato here. It'll be his hundredth cap provided he takes the pitch. For Wales, and so then, including Lions caps, he's he's well past that. Yeah, now, but yeah, hundredth Welsh cap. I saw a brilliant picture today of um, him doing his debut for yeah. Wales and him during last week's game. Like, <laughs> you don't think he's aged, but when you see those two pictures, it's like, yeah, like, Jesus Christ, he's, yeah, man. He's um, yeah, he's it's it's he's definitely showing the showing the the scars of war, like any. Yeah, and, um, yeah, but the, he, the man's a machine. But but he still he he still produces on a on a regular basis. Um, but I be- feel like from time I I feel like you could argue that he still improves. I I, I couldn't tell you which is his best season. You know, yeah. Like most players, you're like, oh, I remember, remember Alan Jones in 2017. Yeah. He was a, you know, uh, but Toby, like I just feel like he's always been class. And and even for for Cardiff, I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> like he's putting some outstanding performances. Um, like he really has. when he was with Bath, like you know, he's obviously highly rated. They played on the regular. And yeah. not just playing eight as well, but playing six. Mm-hmm. Um, developing his game throughout the back row, but um, yeah, I mean, it's because he's that that player who, who flatlines, but his his own ceiling is so high that that flatline is is way way above most yeah. other back rowers in in the game. I think the the thing that truly elevates him is is when you see him playing in the URC. That's where it's obvious how special he is because he's just that much better than. You know the sort of average pros yeah. around him. And like he, come, come and he, up, he can just do magical things. He comes up against a, a team like Leinster, and he mm. plays to Leinster, not yeah. the other way around. Yeah, 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 totally. Right then, onto the bench. Uh, Bradley Robertson for the injured Scott Baldwin. I, I think that was always on the cards, wasn't it? Yeah, I think um, Sam Parry coming in was purely for cover basis. Like yeah, you know, you've got to have him. Under yeah, him. I mean, I think three hookers is a minimum, yeah. and you know, you wouldn't want to be bringing up Sam Parry today after, let's say, I don't know, Bradley Roberts falling on Ken Owens and making him roll his angle as well. <laughs> well, see, there's the thing. I, I did mention this in the thread. I read a rumor the other day that um, Ken Owens was spotted on the same plane home from Lisa as Scott Baldwin. So it wouldn't surprise me if there's like a last minute. Yeah. Ken's out bit of news or that that room was bullshit but one of the two things is true so <laughs> hypothetically then mm. who starts out of Parry and Roberts I think it'd have to be Roberts purely because it would destroy him to have Sam Parry <laughs> <go away. laughs> and just j- pa- jump straight into the uh, starting lineup. well like uh, like Scott Baldwin <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, I, I feel like Parry might have been. Was he injured at the start of the Six Nations? I don't think he was, was he? But like, uh, I, I can't remember. Parry might have been in with a look. But yeah, I mean, going back to this three hookers thing. That's only true if you're not Ireland and you haven't got uh, Van der Fleer thrown in. Yeah, and Van der thrown in and Kean Healy stepping up to the mark. Ridiculous. I've seen, I seen some uh, uh, teams of the weeks and um, Kean Healy yeah. was all over the hooker spot, and rightly so. Because <laughs> um, the other thing, like, because Sam Warburton was saying in commentary, like, and all you've got to do now is you can kick into touch and put pressure on Ireland's defensive yeah. line out and just chuck somebody up at the front mm. and they didn't like you need to be mean like that sometimes yeah it's like Scotland for, for, for the good they've done and all the rugby they've played of course and the good rugby they've played this year yeah. we weren't able to identify that and I think I mean you know even from a second team perspective like you see that bit of disruption mm. and you go right we're having a look at this we're going to put obviously the, the levels yeah. are di- the levels are different of course and you know they're all professionals and if like you know they've clearly spoke about that in camp like what hap- what happens if this happens on the day who who steps up who can who's willing to put themselves under that bit of pressure and fair play to Josh van der Fleer he he stepped up and he stepped up hit his man a few times he did I've, I've, I've seen Cardiff lose more lions than that with that <laughs> yeah Fletcher Daisy yeah, yeah. and uh, My Hill My Hill yeah so uh, then Gareth Thomas and Dylan Lewis keep their places as the replacement props. Interestingly, if Dylan Lewis takes the pitch, I believe that would be his 50th Wales game. Will it? It doesn't yeah. It doesn't seem like that much, does it? I know. He, he got quite a few sort of quietly ticking over, I think, towards the end of Gatlin's last tenure. Yeah, yeah. He became sort of quite important. I feel like he started a few games as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, they were always going to be the, the shouts, I suppose. Yep. And then, of course, if you've got Alan Wynn coming into the starting lineup, Dav Jenkins to bench makes sense. I guess Rhys Davis can feel a little. I think so. Good. I think he came on last week, and albeit against um, Italy, but um, I think he's Rhys Davis has got that bit behind him, which would have suited the heavier side of the scrum with a bit more yeah. weight and power behind him. I'm not saying Dav Jenkins doesn't possess the minerals to do that, but. I think it was mentioned that he needs to sort of in other podcasts. I think that uh, he could do with just a little bit more about him physically to become. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a look at this right now because I agree that I feel like David Jenkins looks like he's got less meat on his bones than. Yeah, he does, I think it's his frame, like you know, he's them, them broad shoulders and. But I'm gonna have a quick look at this stat. So Dav Jenkins Wales uh, height and weight. Yeah. I'm apologising if you can hear my mechanical keyboard <laughs> clacking away in the background. Um, so apparently Dav Jenkins is a uh, hundred and fourteen kgs, seventeen, well, basically eighteen stone. We'll round it up, is it? Yeah, and uh, six foot seven. Lengthy. Now Reese Davis. Da, 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 is oh bang on the same weight is he and bang on the same height I I so, think Reese Davis this look this looks like the, the, it looks like there's more of him do you know I what I mean agree I wonder where they carry their weight uh, or if these stats are you know you can never trust them canoe well yeah there is yeah there's something about that like it but yeah, I, I, I was always listed at over eleven on the stone and I can tell you I was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but, he's six foot and eleven and a half. Uh, I, su- I suppose when do they when do they take the weight? Is it after a good steak dinner, or is it first thing in the morning well, after a 
Yeah, this is it, isn't it? See, if, it, if I had it my way, a rugby team would craft across a way bridge on the way to the pitch. Oh, right. So that, uh, yeah, get the actual mass. <laughs> oh, that's, the um, that's not a bad idea, because, like... Not for anything, just, just interest, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I'm not imposing limits, I'm just like, I just want to know. It's, it's like the... It's like, like live data like that, like, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, um, it? yeah, good stuff. Uh, right, Tommy Raffle. Now... I think it's been a quiet tournament for the guy. Yeah. I want a big game from him because he is a luxury player in so much as he only covers seven. And yeah. I feel like Thomas Young's going to be breathing down his neck come the World Cup. So, okay, let's have a look what happens then if um, if six goes down. What happens then? Oh, do, you know, oh boy. do you know what I mean? It's, it, it does... does no, there's not the... the Reese Davis is not the bench, and he's covered six for the Ospreys on occasions. Damn, man, I hadn't even thought about yeah. that. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, like you look. So if six goes down, so if Wainwright goes down, yeah. Where does does who? who I mean, you, you you could even like there's obviously Tuprick would go to six, and Raffle comes on at seven, but that could potentially yeah. disrupt the balance of the game and the way Wales want to play. Because Wainwright's a quite an abrasive. He's become quite handy with the ball in hand. Um, I'm not saying the other two are not that kind of player but I mean Wainwright is athletic with it as well um, yeah no he's, he's a naturally talented yeah. sports person yeah yeah. so there's there's that to consider I mean like if and, and what if 8 goes down who's yeah, well, slipping then, then it's Wainwright to 8 well, yeah. and we're in the same situation on the on, on, the, the, on the blind yeah. Yeah, and, and, and blind is it has its own skill set much of the like 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 open open side does and um, well pl- uh, the other thing is, I uh, so does eight. So I mean, like yeah. handling the ball at the base of a scrum. It's a, it's a massive skill. Yeah, and uh, developed over time yeah. in live situations. Like you can't practice that on the training park. I I honestly think that Falatau playing at the back of like what would have been a relatively weak dragon scrum really helped him in those sticky situations. Of yeah, race. he managed to sort of, which is a great for him to sort of breed that talent and, and develop it that way not 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 great for the dragon scrum of course like but oh, great for him as an individual and which has made him become the player he is i mean what if he'd be on the back of a reasonably strong scrum for that part of his career yeah. would he be a i'm not saying he would be a different player at all it's just he'd expect more and i think so yeah from what's in front of him i think i i, I keep coming back to falato but like He's the ra- a rare example of a Welsh player with an incredibly high ceiling who's gotten there and stayed consistent yeah. there. But it's, it's, oh, but, but but in in the other way, I suppose this has hindered the the rest of the eight developments in Wales. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, really like, yes. like the Scarlets had to go to California, like, yeah, and yeah, you know yeah. he's he's up there and all, like you know he's he's an international number eight. I mean, like the Ospreys, uh, Morgan Morris, Morgan Morris. I mean he. And look, he's what look at the competition he's got, and yeah. and then with with Cardiff they've they've flitted between sort of Jim Botham, uh, Josh Turnbull as well, and and then the Dragons themselves now they, they've they've they got Ross Moriarty there with Aaron Wainwright, but they've they've played everyone, they've played Tane Basham, they've played Ollie Griffiths, they've played. Yeah, uh, I, I do feel like if um, if we manage to hold on to Faldo for a season or two, which I think will be the case because. Um, uh, of how the NS38 contract works and we're not allowed to end them early, he's going to be excellent for both of them. And I, I feel like if if anyone's going to turn both of them into a serious international eight, it's, it's Falatow's yeah. input. All right, but uh, Thomas Williams then. Uh, 
you know, he's on 44 caps now. And I don't think he's had a career-defining game for Wales yet. You've had some moments, hasn't he? Like, with his sort of one-handed basketball style of playing. But they it's not be... necessarily scrum half play, is it? No, it's not. It's, it's handy to have that skill set to be able to sort of like, mm. you know, be a bit of a bowler and use your basketball yeah. experience, which is, 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 of course, is relevant, of course, in, in some senses. Like, But uh, it's, um, yeah, I know what you mean, there this, this hasn't been that career defining sort of, as if, to, as if to say, right, he's the nine. And Reese Webb came in last week and went, who's the nine? The nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's your nine? Yeah. Who's your nine now? Yeah. yeah. So, um, again, like he'll be handy enough off the bench, but we need something from him if he's yeah. going to hit the heights. But I think and, we all thought he would. Yeah, and, it, and it's like, you know, what, what's that done to the rest of the um, the pecking order? What's yeah. that done for Hardy? Mm-hmm. What, what's, what's that done for uh, Roger Williams? What's that done for, you know, Dane Blacker coming through and Ruben, mm-hmm. Ruben Morgan Williams behind him? And, and <laughs> where does Lloyd Williams come in as well? Uh, I mean, Lloyd, Lloyd doesn't need the... <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> Give him a ring, he'll be fine. Lloyd's Lloyd, 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 number 33 in the World Cup, isn't he? Oh, 100%. He's there. <laughs> uh, Owen Williams dropping to the bench. I mean, I, I think we, we've spoken enough about Williams. I think he'll be he'd, he'd, fine yeah. when he comes on. But where does he come on? Does he come on at 10? Will he come uh, on at 12? Now then, I did have a bash earlier at like, trying to figure out the sort of most bonkers but realistic... Um, Backline we could end with in oh. this game. Oh. So if North and Dyer got injured, yeah. then I think you could realistically expect a backline of Thomas Williams, Owen Williams, halfbacks, Tompkins and Adams in the centres, <laughs> Zamit and Halfpenny on the wings, and Bigger going to fullback. I don't know how else you would do it. I think I've just been a little bit sick in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, because. It, You'd you'd have you'd have to get a fullback in there, yeah. Um, and and the only person if you've already got these players off, it it just becomes like a really weird carousel. But then you could probably do this with every team that gets named. Yeah, like you you can shake it up and mix it about however you want. But then like you know, yeah. I mean, if you're really struggling, I mean, does Tupper come into the centre with his skill set? I mean, I know, I know we, 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 yeah, we, like, we <laughs> talked about it, but like, you know, yeah. it's it, it, desperate times. Full on emergency maneuver. Yeah, and like I what was I looking at the other day in, in terms of the England team, um, one of the the, the English commentators, um, Stuart Barnes. Oh God, he, he's musing over Ben Earl playing centre, and I'm like, oh, behave, behave your bad yeah. self, for God's sake. If 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 the quote ends with the word Stuart Barnes, just just forget it. Yeah, ever happened. Yeah, we leave um, that. We leave Lee that Halfpenny, one there. Lee Halfpenny then from twenty three will be on his ninety uh, ninth cap. if he? he starts. Oh wow! Does he make it to a hundred? Oh, yeah. I, know. I think I, I think he will because I think Gatlin's still probably got a little bit bit of something for him because he's not just a fullback; he's a kicking option. Is Lee Halfpenny the Martin Williams of 2023? Oh, my God. Stranded and left behind. Because <laughs> Martin Williams didn't make it to the 2011 World Cup, did he? No. And I think that stranded him on like 98 caps or something like that. Yeah, and players like that, you, you, you don't want to gift it to him, but you don't want to see him not have it. I know. I know. You, 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 bloody Shane Williams had his own game, but he was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he had about five or six last games. 
He did. <laughs> I thought it went on for, it was like the Shane Williams farewell <laughs> world tour. <It> was like, <laughs> this is the last time I played in the Millennium Stadium yeah. for Wales. <laughs> what, what is your, he turns up for bloody Barbars, turns out he for did, yeah. uh, Ammon United and all or something. And, I know. Yeah. yeah. I, I fully. Oh, yeah, shit, because he, he, didn't he play in that like. He's, the, the, oh, the play, did they, did play they cup, almost get to the cup play? No, they, they did, final? yeah. They played against um, Kefili, didn't they, in the final? Uh, and the, yeah. and he, did he take the field? He did. He started. Uh, incredible. <laughs> and then, yeah. It's like Dan Fish trying to retire. It just can't oh, happen. It's, like. it's, not, it's not allowed. It's absolutely yeah. not allowed. I, I honestly think, like, I know we've gotten a segue here, but Shane Williams had such an impact on me enjoying rugby yeah. when I was 18 onwards. Like, you know, that, those, that sort of formative 2005 through 2008 run. Yeah. Like Shane was just, yeah, like my hero. Almost. He was doing, th- yeah, like you know, again, it's that once in a once in a lifetime kind of play, and nobody's come close to yeah. sort of being able oh, to God. emulate, let alone come no. close to. No, not at the international no. level, not at all. You see some good steps in club in sort of professional rugby, mm. like Nahim Nahim Nascada. He uh, yeah. deemed the hot step up, but like still didn't. I mean, you'd love to see them come up against each other, but uh, even have just cancelled each other out, maybe. And but uh, yeah, yeah. N- not not come close with with particularly with Shane Williams' backstory as well, going to the World Cup as the third scrum half. Yeah, and then forcing yeah. himself through. Oh God, Hansen didn't like him at no. all, did he? No. Um, so yeah, going back through that twenty-three, Mikey. Yeah. Um, Gatland has said there's up to eight players in the squad who are potentially playing their last Six Nations game. So for me. The definite four who were, who were almost certainly playing the last Six Nations game will be Ken Owens, Alan Wynne Jones, Lee Halfpenny, and uh, Reese Webb. I think those are like the four you could say almost certainly won't do another Six Nations game. Yeah. And then the four maybes I've got are North, who's still only 30, Bigger, who I think is probably 34, something like that. Something like that. Toby Falato is still only 32, so I feel like he's got another tournament in him. Uh, that's putting... He'll be, he'll be wanting Lions on us in twenty. Yeah, I think, I think so. I think um, uh, Webb is bouncing for a World Cup. Hmm. I think, and that's what's going to push him on for at least the next six months. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, last Six Nations. Um, Webb's a funny one because you've only got 33 caps. Yeah, I think he's just old, though, isn't he? He's like thirty-five now. He's something like that. Um, yeah, so I, I, I don't see him being around next year in the Six Nations. He might really. Be in the World Cup, uh, I feel like he'll retire from internationals then. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm almost certain of it. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it'll be. You know, he's he's reached a marker of the World Cup, and then you know he'll he'll have t- ticked a lot of boxes, like in the professionally. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then the the player I, I identified then as the the eighth in this group is probably Tipurek. Yeah, I think so. Um, he's not the two prick of of old. No, and like a lot yeah. of them are not. Like sort of like Alan Wynn. I mean, I think Ken's feeling it now more than he have for a long time. Um, yeah. Yeah, and the rest of the squad, the squad around them, sort of like they are, they are at the younger end. Like Wainwright's reasonably young. Wynn Jones is still reasonably young. Adam Beard. Daya, Adams, yeah. Zamet. Yeah. The, 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 you um, need the boys in and around that kind of demographic to, to push his team on. 
Yeah. So of the squad that was picked, which I think was a it was thirty eight man squad, wasn't it? If I recall correctly. Yeah, it was a bigger a bigger Gatland squad. We don't see big yeah. big Gatland squads like that. So Lake obviously didn't feature because he got injured. Uh, like not long after he was selected. Um, Teddy Williams and Kieran Williams are the only two I think weren't used at all. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think Kieran Williams is very unlucky with the injury. I think we'd have seen him on the weekend starting. I've got a a feeling you're right. Now now you've mentioned that, that all sort of clicks into place for me because I I, I didn't see Gatland going for Tompkins again. This is Tompkins' first start on the Gatland. With, with, the, with the Six Nations, he's come off the bench previously, and yeah. chat amongst other pods and media outlets is he's not a Gatland twelve, and no, we no, we, no. we know that of old. <laughs> I don't I don't know if he's a uh, a rugby twelve. This <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Uh, then can Brown, Carey, Shinza, Wainwright, Hardy, and Patchell feel a bit aggrieved at the underutilization? <sighs> Leon Brown had just come back from injury. It was a mm. massive shock for to, yeah, to see him was, involved. Um, Patchell's had his own concussion injury, concussion concerns. Um, I think he's probably in there for monitoring, maybe to see how he how he's gone, how he's going, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. As that option, because he can cover fullback, he's covered twelve. He's a bit of a lump of a player as well. So. Yeah, I, I feel like Gatland likes him as well. Like yeah. he's taking him on World Cups when he can. Um. I, I do feel like though with one eye on you know, September, October time, Gatlin's probably hoping that Anscombe yeah. comes back from his shoulder relatively on form. Yeah. And Could, yeah, I, I don't think Patch will have a look in if that's the case. No, you have got sort of bigger Anscombe and Owen Williams, who's Yeah, oh, seems brought, to be the three, doesn't it? Yeah, brought so much calm to the Ospreys and so much yeah. calm to Wales as well. And I mean you look at the sage signings of Toby Booth at the Ospreys. There's been some good ones. Particularly yeah. around outside half. Um, you look at um, Stephen Myler and Owen Williams both come in with English Premiership experience and a, a wealth of it. And um, they brought that calm to that Osprey squad. No no end. Like. Totally. Then Shinza, I mean, apparently by his own omission, hasn't had his best performances for Wales, so fair enough, I guess. Um, I feel like Hardy was looking quite zippy against England, but there we go. Yeah, um, again, like, Shinza seems to be the package, doesn't he? Yeah. Looks looks the absolute part, but I think part of me thought with with him being dropped, is it his desire to play in the back row, which isn't doing him any good? Possibly. Is it, you know, yeah. he's played in the second row for the under-20s, and what makes a play more selectable in the World Cup is the, the ability, ability to play not just that one out-and-out position. Like, mm. we're going to see, if, if Nibidi responds well to the physio and comebacks, you know, you don't leave Lavidia out of a World Cup squad. He covers everything over the back row. I hope and not. quite yeah. comprehensively. Yeah. Like with, with, with Rhys Davis playing six, there's an option as well. So, and, and for me, you know, later on in the day, maybe 30, 30 caps plus, we see Shuns moving into the second row with his athleticism, along with David Jenkins and 
they there's your two second rows going forward. Yeah, and I guess finally then, if um, if so, Cuthbert sort of picked up an injury early on. If he just stayed uninjured, do you think we might have seen a bit more of him? Because I think Gatland was starting to get a little soft spot for Cuthbert. Yeah, again. I think, and he's another one of them who maybe in his last Six Nations. Then again, that's a good point. Then again, yeah. we thought he was in his last Six Nations before, and yeah, but, yeah. from a like the phoenix rising from the ashes, he's back in the Wales mix. But um, yeah, I th- I think there's there's two luxury wingers in the squad. There's Dyer and Cuthbert, and I suppose right now Dyer is definitely the the form player of the two. Yeah, he's I think he's holding on to that jersey right now. Yeah, I th- I think the other wingers have got like a. A backup position in their locker. Yeah, like so, yeah. Adams has got fullback and Zamet's got fullback, and we we were seeing that on the weekend with Zamet at fullback and Halfpenny's yeah. played about the back three yeah. the entire for his career. And I guess finally, then, if um, Lake hadn't picked up his injury before oh. the Island game, I I feel like he yeah. might have started every. Yeah, game. I think I think there's more. There would have been more to play in both. Lake and Roberts together, like yeah, like 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 they were doing with them. Um, uh, bigger and Anscombe, Anscombe starting bigger, coming off for twenty minutes, coming off for the last twenty. I think you would have seen more of Roberts if Lake had been there, but I think having to play Ken more and Ken being captain hasn't done the other hookers in the in the squad any good. But because mm. Lake being young and Bradley Roberts being relatively Fresh. light yeah green and light on caps yeah, yeah. he'd have got it's, it's, it's a funny one because I think yeah you think Roberts would have got more caps if Lake which doesn't make sense but in I, I can see you mean Ken's sort of undroppable because of his yeah. status the... and so if you had a bit more wiggle room maybe yeah yeah okay um, so Mikey what that means is in Gatlin's second First six nations over five games. He has used thirty-five players, mm-hmm. which is an average of seven new players per match. But of course, we must exclude the first twenty-three because you have to pick a twenty-three to begin with. Yeah. So that takes him to twelve new players in four games, an average of three per game, uh, which is well down on what Pivak was doing. And that's <laughs> and that's very much a Gatland way of doing things. Yeah. Drip feeding. Well, we, we'll, see, we'll see how that rate changes as the uh, the World Cup warms. <laughs> well, and, and I suppose like to, to compare and contrast, you've got to look back at Gatland's last World Cup warm up squad and the previous yeah. Six Nations to that, and that's a lot of admin. That is. <laughs> yeah, hey, and I, 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 I'll be here to do it. Yeah. Don't you worry about that. I've got some time off in April. Uh, right then. So what everybody wants to know is who scored the most points in our guest the. Uh, the Gatlin 23. Oh, I feel we need a drum roll. <laughs> uh, well, I do have a kit behind me, yep. but uh, I haven't perfected my rolls yet. Ah, right. Now then, there is a clear winner. Uh, just to remind everybody of the rules, you get half a point for every player who's in the squad that you correctly guessed, and then you get an additional half a point if you got them in the right jersey as well. So uh, in last place, third place with 15 and a half out of 23, was Mikey Harris. <gasps> no! In second place was 16 out of 23 was Ed Foley. <gasps> and shenanigans, uh, <laughs> I got 18 out of 23 somehow. Well done, Reese. Well done. Congratulations. 
I know. I can't couldn't, couldn't believe it. Uh, but yeah, that we all picked the greedy hawk in centre partnership, mm. but that really killed our scores. But uh, like, he, he was looking like it, but wasn't he? He was looking like it, wasn't he? Like you know, yeah. for all all intent and purpose. Yeah. Yeah, okay, let's have a quick look at the France 23. This will be fun for you because I'm going to have to try and pronounce all of these uh, all of these names. Uh, so they've only made three changes at all. Uh, one, well, I'll go on to them. As, I guess I'll, I'll do the changes as I read them. So uh, back three then of Thomas Ranops, uh, Damien Penault, and Ethan Dumortier. I mean, skillful, isn't it? Yeah. Centre partnership of Dante and Ficou. Powerful. Halfback pairing of Dupont and Tamak. Sickening. <laughs> Front row of Cyril Bay, Julien Marchand, and Rini Antonio, who's back from suspension, uh, comes in for Aldegri, who drops out the 23 altogether. Heavy. Yes. Uh, a lock pairing of, uh, how do you say this? Flamme? Flamme? Something like that. Yeah. And uh, Tower Fifuna. Tower Fifuna. He doesn't sound <laughs> French, does he? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> neither does Toby Fallato, I suppose. <laughs> uh, so he replaces the injured Paul Vilelmser in the second row. I mean, if the front row were heavy, the second row look heavier. Yeah, and then uh, your back row of Olivon, Aldrit, and Crow, Crow, Cross. What are we saying there? Crow, Francois, Crow, Crow, Crow. Crow. I think that's. Yeah. I think that's more the French, isn't silent. it? Yeah. Yeah, I I wasn't very good in French in school. I I, I elected to do Spanish. But Did you? Yeah. Uh, then on the bench we've got uh, Movaka, Wardy, and uh, Falatea. Any relation to um our Falatea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of like the uh, yeah, only a, only a couple of hours out. I yeah. suppose. Uh, you got Bastien Chalou. It's his first name for France. Promoted to the bench because uh, Tau Fifin every time. Tau Fifenua is starting in place of uh, Aldegri. You've got Makalu covering the back row. Uh, no? Ma- Ma- oh, yes, yeah, Mac- Makalu covers a bit more than just the back row. Does he not? Mm, he does. Uh, then you've got... See, I'm, I'm awful when it comes... When it's uh, If it's outside the Cardiff bubble, I don't want to know about it. <laughs> uh, Maxime uh, Mukou, Yoram Mofana, and Melvin Giamini. I mean, it brings me on to my next question, Mikey. What are your head and heart saying? <laughs> oh, my, my head and my heart are blue. Out and out. I mean, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, yeah. for any rugby fan right now, I mean, yeah. Bar Island, I think you, you didn't look past France. I mean, France are there now at the minute to be enjoyed. Like they, like Especially they, sh- at home. yeah, like they should be, you know. Yeah. Like I think the the, the old adages of of previous comments on the Six Nations and whether it's been a mm. good Six Nations or not so good Six Nations, the Six Nations needs a France like this. Oh yeah. To, to bring that yeah. flair and and it it's it's full of itself, really, isn't it? I mean, like they've, mm. they've an embarrassment of riches from nine out. And then, oh, I... I mean, you're looking at the 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 front the front five. They it's so it, French, isn't it? Oh, like it's just mean and nasty. Yeah. And, big. <laughs> and the, the the back row, they're Olivon, Aldrit, and Crow. Um, and they back up Macalou is no mug either. Macalou has been yeah. playing as as 
played sevens and first had Francais filled in on the wing. Oh, well, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't... He's He's got the shape of a forward. He's a very leggy bloke, like... Yeah. But, you know, it's ridiculous to think that, you know, effectively they've got a 4-4 four, four split on a bench. <laughs> I, I, yeah, with like an overlap. Yeah, with, with an, uh, yeah, with an overlap. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. And, and if 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 Peno goes down, were you sticking on Jamane or Makalu? And then you've got a Jackler in the backs and all. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> You're starting to sound like Eddie Jones now, right? <laughs> uh, my head, yes, yeah, say in France, my heart is empty. So <laughs> <laughs> you might <laughs> better fill it up with well, some Stella on the weekend. Right now, but... Uh, you know, when my heart is empty, when, when I think of Welsh rugby, my heart empties essentially. Um, if I'm predicting a scoreline, I, oh. I think it's going to be something ridiculous, like thirty-five-six, right? I yeah. feel like we we might score the first penalty, yeah, and it'll be three-nil, yeah, and then like France might score a try, and then we might kick the points, and then that'll be it. <laughs> and France and will be like, oh no, 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 Monsieur, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 you do not, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm going, yeah, thirty-five-six. Oh, that's generous. Um, yeah, I'm not confident that Wales will break double figures because you've got to look at the Sean Edwards element. Yeah. Gatlin in the press today saying he's looking forward to the challenge of um, coming up against a Sean Edwards defence. With um, yeah, I think it's probably the first time he's had to do it, isn't it? Yeah, the last time. Yeah, in the Six Nations, of course, like because it's been three years that um, Sean Edwards would have been. Involved with France, and um, the other last time uh, they would have been involved in the Six Nations would have been together. Yeah. So um, yeah. Stuff. Mike, um, Mike Forshaw and Sean Edwards, kind of the same cloth. If you look into it from around the media and the podcasts and stuff, but are they really yeah. the same cloth? <laughs> like, if uh, if you're in Paris on Saturday night, did you hear a couple of Wigan accents? Yeah, <laughs> arm in arm, <laughs> strolling down the Champs Elysees. Yeah, yeah, awesome stuff. Right then, but shall we uh, call her a day? There? Yeah, good stuff. Lovely. Right. Well, I'll I'll see you on Saturday when I will. Be, you will. We'll be doing a little bit of a university reunion, which uh, one of which I'm looking forward to. Exactly. So uh, yeah, but I'll see you then. I'll say see thanks then. for listening to all of our listeners, and we'll be back to bring you, I guess, a recap of the entire tournament and a preview of the upcoming club rugby early in the week. So we shall indeed. And goodbye. Ta-da. For